Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in, as ever. Pretty much a standard weekend of football ahead of us. Full fixture list across all the four leagues, Prem, Champ, League One, League Two. So, as ever, we're going to look through all of them, picking out our betting highlights, and then we'll have a look through last week's bomb-proof trebles, fantasy football, Really looking forward to fantasy football this week. I'm sure you are as well, Tom. Yeah, move on. <laughs> and um, whatever else we decide to throw in along the way. Uh, quick one on the bomb-proof trebles from last week. Ended up looking like we were miles away, but in actual fact, we weren't, were we? Um, Five minutes. Five minutes on yours changed the whole thing. Um so, yeah, very, very, very close. We're going to get on to the kind of nitty and gritty and we'll dissect the trebles a little bit more later on in the show. But, yeah, it, it really was cl- so, so close, but so far. Bit of a weird one. Yeah, it was. But we'll, of course, go into those in detail later on in the show. Let's go straight in then with the tips for this weekend. Start off with the Premier League. Let's start off with the 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. It's the first match of the league of the weekend. Fulham at home to Manchester United. Uh, you can get Fulham at 9-2, to two, the draw at 3-1. to one. All eyes for me are on Manchester United at 4-7. to seven. Can't look beyond them, can you? Solskjaer has come in. He's now unbeaten in nine games, winning eight of them, drawing just the one. So surely Man United to get another win here. Yep, United to get another one for sure. I feel like they're back to kind of United prices. Uh, yes. I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like they're kind of back to the, the normal prices you expect for United away at second bottom. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, certainly under Mourinho, they got a very good price uh, considering it's United Fulham. Uh, one word of warning, this is the final Premier League fixture before the home leg of the Champions League next week against PSG. Um, will that affect team selection? Will we see one or two players rested? I don't think so, but a um, little word of warning, just double check the team lineups, I'd say, before you go lumping on United. Just, Just something to think about. Yeah, smart. If we assume that United go pretty much full strength, um, surely four to seven is is a guarantee here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be a bit of a field day for United, to be honest. Three or fours. Moving on then from that to the rest of Saturday's games, and full of three o'clocks, and we've got a five thirty as well. From the three o'clocks, is there anything which? Takes your eye. You've got Liverpool at home to Bournemouth. Liverpool play first this weekend ahead of Manchester City, who play on the Sunday. So by the time this game rolls around, uh, Man City could actually be at the top of the Premier League on goal difference. That's providing they beat Everton in midweek. So re- we're recording this on a Tuesday. That game's on the Wednesday. So we don't know the result of that yet. But considering Everton's poor form, it's... Not too far-fetched to assume that City will win that one pretty comfortably. So, psychologically, can you see that having any effect here? Or do you think Liverpool will get back to winning winning ways and beat Bournemouth up 1-5, to five, which is very short? 
Yeah, they will beat Bournemouth. I don't think it's going to be vintage Liverpool. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody says. I feel jitters from Liverpool. I don't care what anybody says. Andy Robertson came out. You know, there's no jitters. Let's enjoy the, the running. It's all right saying it, but to me, there's clear jitters. Um, yeah. They're just, even the way they're playing, everyone just seems to be a bit panicky. And I understand, you know, they obviously not won uh, the league title in the Premier League era. Yeah, it's obviously a huge, huge opportunity. Biggest opportunity since the Gerrard slip. Um, so... Yeah, I think they'll win this game, but don't bank on 4-5-0, I don't think. I think you'll probably get 2-0, a little bit jittery, but ultimately they'll get the win. I don't know if you heard Mark Noble say after the West Ham game on uh, Monday night that he could feel the nerves around Liverpool playing against them. So, you know, Robertson can say all this, oh, there's no nerves, there's no jitters, let's enjoy it. It's all bullshit. It's rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. The weight of expectation and the pressure that they'll feel under at Anfield with an expectant crowd there, uh, they'll certainly, certainly be feeling the pressure. I think Bournemouth mm-hmm. will try and keep it very tight, compact. Don't concede in the first 20, 30 minutes because the longer the game goes on without Liverpool scoring, the more restless the crowd will get, the more jitters will start to creep in. And that might yeah. open some avenues yeah. for Bournemouth. But um, I do think... You're right, and Liverpool should definitely win this. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Arsenal. Uh, quick word on them. Even though you know Arsenal are, are hardly the informed team in England right now, they're away at Huddersfield. I mean, you have to fancy Arsenal. Um, forget about you know the, how far off they've been in recent weeks. Eleven to twenty away at a team destined for relegation. Uh, I think you'll get an Arsenal victory there. Completely agree. 13 points adrift. Completely gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the three o'clocks for me uh, are pretty rough to, to look at, to be honest. Um, we got Palace West Ham. I don't know your thoughts on that game. For me, maybe both teams to score, but I, I, co- I could not pick a winner from that. No, me neither. Two teams, you don't really know what you're going to get from, do you? Palace no. have been very good recently, but I feel like whenever they go on a little bit of a run, you start to feel confident enough to put some money on them. That's when they'll go and throw in a completely dodgy result. Yeah, and West Ham, you just don't know what to expect from them. Terrible January. No. Started off February well, obviously, with the draw against Liverpool, but no idea what you'll get from them. No, no idea. Maybe both teams will score three to four. Patch-wise... Probably going to start this week. Uh, ben yeah. Teke started on Saturday. Probably a final final chance and a final vote of confidence from Hodgson, especially with Batshuayi coming in late. He'll probably get the start on Saturday. So that, for me, changes Palace quite a lot because it's blatant what they've been missing in recent seasons, never mind recent weeks. And West Ham are always good for a goal. They are always good for a goal. Felipe Anderson has been one of the buys of the season. Uh, they've got Shisharito, who in the league is averaging almost a goal every of uh, is averaging almost a goal every three games. So not a bad ratio there. Antonio's good for a goal. Arnautovic, obviously their key man, he's averaging a goal every 0.41 games. 
So they definitely know where the back of the net is. So both teams to score for me, three to four. An interesting price for the batsman, uh, seven to four for Batshuayi to get five goals or more during his loan spell. Yeah, all day. He, he'll get that, I think. Um, Palace, they create chances. Townsend, uh, this is going to be able to move Zaha back to the wing. And even though he'll be further away from goal, I think you'll see him be a lot more effective. Obviously not this weekend as he's suspended because because uh, he's a petulant child. But they they do they do create. They just need someone on the end of it, don't they? And Batshuayi is probably slightly above, I'd say, uh, the level of player I expected them to get. So should see some success. <laughs> I know. I I so wish they had a um, Palace had a player called Robin. That would just be unbelievable. But <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, do you think Roy Hodgson looks like the Penguin? Actually, that just popped into my head. Um, he looks more <laughs> owl-like. Let me look at the Penguin. <laughs> he, I just, I don't know. He just popped in my head then. He's just got the like the snout for it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I love Roy the boy. I love him. I have I no problem with Roy. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Roy will be less than impressed by that comparison. But... <laughs> he, he's been yeah. called worse. Anyway, okay. uh, moving, moving on. on anyway. The Saturday 5.30, Brighton Burnley. Anything you like the look of there, for me, this is another one. Complete toss-up. Brighton, yeah. strong at home, but again, Burnley have really turned a corner over the last kind of five, six, seven games. Do you know what I do like the look of? What's that? The red button. This is going to be the worst game of the entire weekend. Comfortably. Comfortably. Mate, I'd rather not watch this, honestly. It's going to be... Dr- I probably will watch it, but... It's just going to be dreadful. I, I'd, I'd be looking at under 2.5. It's 8 to 15. Burnley are tightened up at the back um, since Tom Heaton's come in for Joe Hart. They obviously don't score too many as it is. Apart from scoring two at Old Trafford uh, the other week, you have to go back to the start of the year, the 2nd of January, for the last time they scored two away from home. That was away at bottom of the league, Huddersfield. Uh, that was actually eight games ago. Uh, that shows how busy January and February are in the Premier League. And before that, away away from home, you have to go back to the 3rd of November. They scored two in an away win at West Ham. Apart from that, it's zeros and ones. And Brighton, Bright, Brighton are kind of like the new Stoke. You remember when Stoke used to be mid-table? For years yep. and years, and it was they were so boring. And Middlesbrough were that, Villa were that at a, at a time. I feel like that's been picked up by Brighton, and I feel like they're going to be mid-table every season for the next four years. And just, well, I'm sure they'll take that. Yeah, they will, but they'll also bore everyone along the way. I think. So yeah, two uninspiring teams going forward. So okay. under two under two point five is what I'd go for if you really have to watch this game. Yeah, the price I think definitely supports your um, argument there. Yes. Let's yeah. let's move to Sunday then. Uh Spurs Leicester. 
one thirty kickoff. Spurs are eight to thirteen, draw thirteen to five, Leicester five to one. Um I'm certainly not suggesting that Tottenham are gonna win the title, but the door is slightly more ajar than it was before. They're just five points behind Liverpool now. Play the same number of games. Can they get a victory here against Leicester, who actually have only won one in the last seven games? So Although it seems to me like Leicester have been involved in some good games, perhaps been unlucky to lose a few of those games that they've lost or, or drawn, uh, the stats aren't very positive for them. Uh, just not picking up many points. Can you see them going to Wembley, getting the victory? I cannot. No. I'm actually a bit annoyed, to be honest. With Joe White. I'm actually yeah. really annoyed with Jonathan Pierce from match of the day and because robot I, I was wars. yeah robot wars yeah <laughs> i was watching i actually went to robot wars live once best day of my life yeah it was oh, unreal man. i had a sergeant bash sign it was incredible <laughs> uh yeah i was i was pretty young though i was it was about two years ago i went to <laughs> i was watching the spurs highlights Right, on match of the day the other week, or last weekend, sorry. I was watching Son score that goal against Newcastle. And I'm not even joking, and I don't care who doesn't believe me. I was sat here thinking, I reckon he could win player of the year. And then the commentator read out, oh, yeah, surely got to be a player of the year nominee. Then they asked him in the interview after, then they discussed it in the studio, and I just felt less special. But it was a point I was going to raise on the podcast this week. I was going to say, Son Heung-min, for me, player of the year so far. I don't know who, who else could potentially knock him off that, off that perch. Uh, but, yeah, for me, with Son, there's always a chance, and especially against a, kind of a bit of a flaky Leicester. You don't really know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, Spurs for me, 8-13. I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest because it bloody annoyed me. Mm, not for me. Very no? good season. Very good season, yeah. But Who? Not- Who else then? Fully expect that award to go to Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, he's a candidate, for sure. But like, I'm not asking you who's going to win it. I'm asking you who you would vote for. Who do you want to win it? Not who you think everyone else is going to vote for. I'd stick with Van Dyke. Right, okay. I wouldn't begrudge it to some, but I think um, Van Dyke's overall contribution and the way he's completely affected and changed that Liverpool team and turned them into the title challengers that they are is uh, a very worthy winner. Yeah, no, I completely agree. He's obviously a huge, 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 huge contender. I'm probably the favourite, but. For me, it's Son, and I just wanted to kind of give him, uh, you know, give him a bit of credit on the podcast. And uh, anyway, back to the game. I think with him in the side, there's always a chance he's in the groove. And as you said, Leicester are just a bit weird, aren't they? They don't know what you're going to get from them. So eight thirteen Spurs for me. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it'll be convincing. I think you're going to be made to sweat for your money here. But, uh, yeah. yeah, one one two nil two one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that brings us to the four o'clock on Sunday, the biggest game of the weekend: City at home to Chelsea. 
City 9 to 20, the draw 7 to 2, Chelsea 11 to 2. For me, I think City have had their blip. They're going to be full steam ahead now, fighting on all four fronts. I don't think it will affect them too much in terms of fatigue because they've got the best squad in the league. Guardiola can rotate, people can come in and do just as good as a job um, as a person they're replacing. So, City, for me to get another victory here, I don't think it'll be easy, but Chelsea has struggled on the road recently. Last time out, they lost 4 0 to Bournemouth, which was a horrendous result. Hazard is playing in his natural position now, they've got Higuain up front, but I do think City will get the victory. Yeah, I totally agree. City have won six home games in a row. Let's not forget. They comfortably dispatched with Arsenal. Obviously, they, as you mentioned, they did fall to Newcastle, but that was on the road. At home, they've been nothing shy of incredible, to be honest. They've kept five clean sheets in the last four games at home. And yeah, for me, it's City. I, I, know, I know Chelsea were good against bottom of the league Huddersfield, but Again, as you mentioned, that, that defeat away at Bournemouth is, is a huge, huge kind of warning sign for me. Yeah. That was an absolute hiding. So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, Man City, and I don't think it will be three or four, but I, I think it will be relatively comfortable, to be honest. Yeah, I think a similar result to the Arsenal one. 3-1 yeah. City, something like that. You could easily see that, easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm not convinced by, you know, Higuain gets two and they beat Huddersfield and everything's okay again. No, not at all. So, yeah, Man City for me. Uh, Okay, that's that then for the Prem. Let's move into the Championship. Take it away. So I'll kick us off and I think this one will lead nicely into one that you'll go for, Tom. Uh, I know that from how we've spoken off air. I'm looking at Sheffield Wednesday. They're playing at home to Reading. They're priced at 21 to 20. I would like a little bit more from that, but um, 21 to 20, above evens, we'll have to take it. Reading have won once in 15 games. They're one win going against Shark Horror, Nottingham Forest. However, aside from that game, they have been terrible. Absolutely terrible. Whether it's Paul Clement or the new manager they've got in, in the last month or so. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, to be honest. I do think they'll fall to Steve Bruce's Sheffield Wednesday, and they got a late winner in his debut match, as predicted last week, against Ipswich, uh, away from home. Very good odds on that win. So, yeah, I'm backing them to make it two out of two. They're going to have too much for this red inside, who are pretty woeful, without Nelson Oliveira as well this week. After that, Terrible stamp by Tyrone Mings. Horrendous. Horrendous. Can you remember when we saw Tyrone Mings at Cheltenham Racers a few years ago? Yes. Was he there with some of the Peterborough boys? I think so. He was a dickhead that day as well. So it doesn't surprise me that he's done something like this because he was an absolute dick that day. Um, He did it to Zlatan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Oliveira. Blood, that selfie you took was horrendous, man. It looked like a Halloween mask. Literally, Honestly, Joe Wen, Wen Girls do that kind of, that makeup thing that's supposed to look 
like you've been cut in the face. That's what it looked yeah. like. I yeah. thought it was a joke, but no, no, no. Completely true. So, yeah, uh, without him, obviously they're going to have a, a huge issue there for sure. Um, I'm going to move on. And, yes, profit chasers, I am going to stab my own club in the back. And for good reasons. So Nottingham Forest have a game against Brentford, a home game at the city ground. Typically, Forest at home normally would mean that I would sway towards them, even though their record's not been great. But they've got Brentford coming to town. They haven't lost in their last 10 games. Absolutely crazy. They're still 17th. It's, it's quite, quite concerning that they haven't moved up the league uh, much more. Um, I haven't been watching Brentford too much kind of live, but obviously I, I tracked their results. A 5-2 victory at home to Blackburn obviously sticks out. Um, a 4-2 win away at Rotherham. Rotherham's not an easy uh, place to go. A victory over Stoke, a draw with Norwich. A draw away at Bristol City, who are arguably the form team in England right now. It They've been very impressive and kind of gone under the radar a bit. Forest, on the other hand, I have watched three of the last four games. They have been nothing short of absolutely terrible. Martin O'Neill has struggled with team selection thus far. Um, he's struggled to ignite the fans. Um, he's Martin O'Neill is struggling to justify the chairman's decision to remove Karanka and place O'Neill in charge instead of him. And, yeah, there's big question marks over O'Neill early doors. I'm not talking, you know, let's get him sacked. I'm just saying there are big question marks that, you know, Martin O'Neill and his team need to answer because at the moment, Forrester deciding to leave out top scorer Lewis Graben 14 in 28 games, averaging a goal every other game. And Jao Carvalho, who has got three goals and five assists. He's got the most assists in the team. He's the club record signing, and neither of them can get in at the moment. So big question marks, big defensive crisis. Brentford, 6-4. to four. I think that is a good price for a team that is very much on form. Unfortunately, I, I've got to agree. It's all meant to be so positive. O'Neill coming in with Roy Keane as assistant was meant to give us a big boost. It just hasn't happened so far. And it's looking like we're going to just descend into a last half of the season in mid-table mediocrity. Yeah, really? yeah. And then there's going to be 25 players out, 25 players in in the summer. Everyone's going to get excited. We'll start off well. Something will happen. O'Neill will get sacked. Copy and paste. So, pretty much. Worst thing, worst thing this club has done in years was get rid of Karanka. Years. So, yeah, we we get everything we deserve. That's nice and positive, isn't it? Jeez. It could be worse. We could be uh, Stoke fans. Couldn't we? Yes. I'm looking at the Stoke West Brom game. It is a five thirty on Saturday. The team I'm looking for the victory here is West Brom. They're actually the outsiders for this. They're priced at nine to five. You've got Stoke at six to four favourites, which is surprising. Two big teams, both in the Premier League last season. However, Stoke are absolutely terrible at the moment, aren't they? Struggling down in 15th place with a negative goal difference after 30 games. It's not panned out how a lot of us and 
you know, a lot of us expected it to be in pre-season. So, yeah, they haven't had that boost from getting um, from getting Nathan Jones in as manager either. One win in the last nine. So West Brom, for me, to get the victory, they've recruited well in January. They've signed players such as Jacob Murphy on loan, Stefan Johansson, Mason Holgate. So three solid championship players there. And I think they've got more than enough to beat this fragile Stoke side. Yeah, for me, West Brom had the best January transfer window, I'd say, in the championship. Uh, their signings felt another level. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They, they yeah. signed players that a lot of other teams in the league probably wouldn't be able to attract. Um, that's from West Brom's reputation and their position in the league and their financial clout as well. Um, so, yeah. I feel, feel like they had a great January. Stoke, it's all about the summer for Stoke, isn't it? Huge summer, huge summer. So many players they need to offload. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've, made, they've made some positive inroads. I think Vokes is a good sign-in, especially at championship level. Uh, but it's all about next season for them. So, yeah, I completely agree with you, Tip. So... What, I don't know about you, Tom. My next tip is a very short price, and it's actually on the Sunday. This is the Old Farm Derby, uh, Norwich and Ipswich. Probably one of the most one-sided in recent memory. Uh, Norwich absolutely cantering towards the Premier League, if not at the very least the playoff spot. Uh, they're currently top at the time of recording. Ipswich currently bottom. So it doesn't take a genius to tip the home side four to eleven. I think it will be incredibly comfortable. Despite, I think Ipswich will put up a fight because this is probably their biggest game now. Um, you know, before the end of the season, um, we, we expect them to go down. You know, without having any last day kind of heroics or anything like that. So biggest game left for them, and they'll put up a fight. But they're, surely they're going to come up short, no? Surely. Yeah, you'd certainly think so. And that's what you get for appointing Paul Lambert, to be honest. Yeah, what a joke, man. What an awful appointment. I have nothing against Paul Lambert as a person. He seems like a nice bloke, but just a abject manager, unfortunately. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to know if we have any Ipswich supporters <clears throat> listening to the podcast, how many of them would have loved another year of Mick McCarthy stability this season? Wow, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I remember, you know, Mick McCarthy getting absolutely slated. He was he was forced out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There were, he was forced out by the fans a million percent. Careful what you wish for because now they're going to be in League One. Totally. Uh, let's talk about League One then, shall we? Yeah, let's move on to League One. Absolutely. You can uh, kick us off again, Tom. Let's kick things off with Scunthorpe at home to Accrington. Scunthorpe are priced at 6-4 to four to win this one. Uh, battle of two mid-table teams, really. Scunthorpe in 14th, Accrington in 15th. But you've very much got one team on the up, which is Scunthorpe, and one team who are really on a bit of a decline, and that's Accrington. They've just got to be careful. They're only four points away from the relegation zone, so they do have to start picking up some points soon. They're without a win in the league since Boxing Day, which is poor. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, poor. Scunthorpe, on the other hand, since Boxing Day, 
They've only lost one game. Uh, they've got five wins and a draw as well in that time. The loss came last weekend uh, away at Barnsley. And Barnsley, of course, have the unbeaten home record in the league. So no shame there. They've beaten Wickham, Peterborough, Coventry, draw with Sunderland, won away at Fleetwood in recent weeks. So some decent teams at League One level there. So that it's not like they've gone out and battled all the basement boys of the league. They've actually been some good, solid, upper mid-table and above teams. Um, so Scunthorpe, to me, look a, a very good price at 6-4. to uh, They're really moving in the right direction now. And they should have more than enough to get the win. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, Scunthorpe have, have moved, moved kind of nicely, haven't they? Uh, they've moved up the league kind of at a steady, yeah. steady rate. And Stanley, they had a good start, but ultimately they've they've dropped off a bit. And you know, not having won since Boxing Day is obviously pretty alarming. Let's move ahead to Doncaster and Peterborough. Bit of a cloud over Peterborough at the minute. Obviously, the sudden dismissal of Steve Evans. The sudden kind of stab in the back, we've already set this up appointment of Darren Ferguson for his 900th stint. Um, they they kick things off nicely with a home loss to Plymouth on Saturday. They lost 1-0 to Plymouth, and that was a very, very poor result. They've lost Jason Cummings. Um, they, they had some problems with his personality, I believe in the dressing room. There just seems to be a bit of kind of, it just seems a bit of drama at Peterborough right now. And if I look at Doncaster, their opponents on Saturday, and it's the complete opposite. Doncaster sat in seventh. They have two games in hand on Peterborough, chasing that last playoff spot. They're at home. They seem to be, you know, everyone on the same page. No drama, going about their business. Um, Doncaster, on top of that, have not lost in their last eight home games. And Peterborough haven't won any of their last five. For me, Doncaster showed really, really good resilience going away at Portsmouth, getting a draw last time out. And largely, it's at home where they've been a lot more um, successful, as I mentioned, not lost in their last eight games. So for me, even though you know Peterborough before the start of the season was certainly the bigger favourites than Doncaster, I'm going to go for Donny, 19 to 20. I think that's a good price for a very settled club at the moment. Yep, it is a decent price. And of course, this is um, Darren Ferguson and his former side. He was the one who got Doncaster promoted from League 2 ah, into League 1. So yes. in fact, if Doncaster get the win, against Darren Ferguson's Peterborough. They'll overtake him in the league and knock them out of the playoffs. So, little subplot there. Yes, little subplot. Little subplot. <laughs> A little blip blip, indeed. Okay. Um, Tom, next tip. Sunderland. I think it's always very, very hard to, um, to go against Sunderland. They play away at Oxford this weekend. They're priced at 13 to 8, Oxford 31 to 20. So, not too much in the price there, actually. It's pretty much neck and neck, 
with the bookies there or thereabouts, which is surprising. Sunderland are sat nicely in fourth in the league. They've got two games in hand on Barnsley in second, and they're only three points behind. For me, Oxford, a bit hit and miss, to be honest. Sunderland yes, have got much, much the better squad. Much the better squad. Paid £4 million for Will Grigg, though, didn't they, in January? That Crazy. His deadline <clears throat> day panic. <laughs> Just a bit. Fine. By the way, by the way, I've, I believe they had around five bids for Grigg. And I was yeah. kind of watching deadline day, as I'm sure everyone else was, wondering what was going to happen. And I was seeing, you know, uh, you know, Sunderland's third bid of 1.7 million has been rejected. And I was like, oh, okay, like 1.7 mil. It's a lot to spend in League One, kind of. Yeah, I, I kind of understand. Blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing I see, bid accepted, deal done, four mil. I was like, did they just <laughs> run out of patience and just think, oh, do you know what? We'll just double it. Will you take four mil because we really want him? <laughs> what happened there? Crazy. And I bet it Wigan could not believe when that email come through. Four million pounds. <laughs> For me, I mean, Griggs a good player. I like him. Um, he's definitely exceptional at League One. Probably a bit average at, at Championship, but I suppose, I suppose if you've got the money, then then why not? But yeah, it just seemed to seem to seem to jump a bit, didn't it? Oh, majorly, majorly. <laughs> but you know, he, as we say, he should get goals in this league. Um, and Oxford, are, you know, they were bottom for a while. They've got themselves up into twenty first, so you know, just on the fringes of fringes of escaping the relegation spots. They've done fairly well recently, but Sunderland, much the better team. Yes. Anything else from League One? We've got Luton in there at home to Wickham. Luton are priced at four to seven, currently top of the league, six points clear of Barnsley. So really gate crashed, haven't they? top of this league I felt for a long time like it was destined to be two of Sunderland Portsmouth and Barnsley to occupy those top two spots and Luton have gone on an amazing run over the last two or three months and just gate crashed everything that everybody expected yeah absolutely um craziness as we mentioned last week Mick Harford Temporary charge. Uh, they don't seem to be in any rush uh, to appoint a permanent manager or, you know, to offer him the job. I think everyone's just happy with how it's going right now. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, uh, yeah, incredible. Four to seven, obviously probably the tightest price in League One for the weekend, but with good reason because they should get a very comfortable win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, League two then? League two. Right, let's wrap this up. Um, for me, League Two is a little bit of a minefield this weekend. I'm looking down the games. There's not an awful lot which stands out for me. Lincoln should beat Northampton. Five to six for Lincoln to get the win. There's always something about Lincoln which concerns me when I'm betting on them. Yeah. Uh, they were very, very uh, reliable and were winning games handsomely at the start of the season. As the season's worn on, I feel like they're becoming more and more unreliable, often drawing games where they were previously winning games, 
However, they should be a Northampton side who are very, very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, very inconsistent. Lincoln, by all accounts, were... It was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. They were, they were a penalty kick away from winning the game, which is obviously, you know, what, what every team looks to do when they take to the field. But they were also very, very, very lucky to even be in that position. By all accounts, Notts County were uh, by far the better team. And this is a Notts County team that is currently propping up uh, League Two and the entire football league. So, yeah, it's, it's not exactly vintage um, Lincoln right now. And for that price as well, five to six here. It's tempting because they are typically better at home, but this is you're so right. There's always something, isn't there? Always yeah. something. I think it's because they play a very direct style. They've got a lot of lumps. <laughs> They've got a lot of battlers. They've got a lot of workers. And I think when the lumping and the, the elbows and the heading and the, the horribleness is not working, they don't really have a plan B. That's what I feel like. Um, yeah. I don't know. Lincoln fans, get in touch. Let me know if I'm right or wrong, but that's how I feel. No, I don't think you're far wrong there, to be honest. Okay, I'm going to fall back on a team that I've been relying on for quite a few weeks now, to be honest, and it is Mansfield. So Mansfield are priced at evens. They're away at Newport County who are obviously just coming off the back of that fantastic FA Cup win um, at home to Middlesbrough. So, a great result for Newport. They they do look like, um, you know, that's probably going to be a little bit draining maybe. Um, they put a lot into that performance. And Newport's kind of squad is not exactly, you know, bursting at the seams. Last thing you want coming to town as a 14th place side is one of the top three, and that is Mansfield Town. They're sat in second. They are two points off Lincoln. They have played a game more, but as long as they finish above fourth place, that's what they'll be bothered about, and they've played a game more, but they're seven points clear. So a nice little cushion right now. Um, Got some incredible talents for lead to Mansfield. And I know this sounds very biased because we are a Forest, we are Forest fans, but Jordan Smith in goal, he's not perfect, but he should definitely not be in League Two. George Grant is probably, for me, the best player in League Two right now. you got Tyler Walker, who has scored 18 goals this season for Mansfield. And CJ Hamilton, the midfielder, uh, by all accounts, was um, kind of followed by West Brom and a, a couple of top championship sides. So. Looks like he is a real talent as well. I just think Mansfield are reliable. They've got the bit between the teeth. They score goals. And they've got some of the best players in the league at their disposal. So uh, Mansfield, for me, evens away at a tired and kind of lacklustre Newport. Yeah, Mansfield have been good for you in recent weeks. You've backed them, I think, must have been for the last three or so weeks now. Um, yeah. They're coming pretty much every week, I feel. I would have liked a bit more. Than evens, I think evens is a little bit tight because obviously Newport have had the midweek win against Middlesbrough, great result, and they've been on a okayish run of form prior to that as well. So I do think evens is a little bit tight, but yeah, I agree with your argument that Mansfield should definitely have enough to win. 
very good squad. Very, very good squad. Yeah, yeah, great squad. Yeah. Moving on from that, then, let's stay with the Nottinghamshire teams. We've got a game, Forest Green against Notts County. Uh, Forest Green priced at 4-9, to nine, Notts County 6-1. to one. County propping up the league, seven points away from safety, worst goal difference in the league, worst form in the league, lost the most games in the league. Worst team in the league. Going... What? Worst team in the league. Mm. Debatable now. I think I'm actually going to go against stats and form, and I'm going to treat oh their draw against Lincoln as a turning point. As a turning point. Impressive transfer business in the last couple of days of, this, of, the, uh, of the window for the county. You know, getting Michael Dole from Coventry, their captain, getting the Coventry City captain to bottom of League Two is, is a coup. Uh, Craig mm-hmm. McCarthy-Smith is going to add some much-needed dynamism up front. So is Virgil Gomez, unknown from Forest. I think they're strengthened in the right areas, and they've now got a team that's got leaders in the middle of the park, alternatives to John Stead up front so they don't just have to lump it they can actually play through balls um, and get someone on the last on the last man looking to break the offside trap so for me I'm not going to go for Notts County to win I'm going to go for the double chance and that's priced at nine to five so nearly two to one for Notts County to win or draw and I think that is is a definitely a price worth taking no Rubbish. I accept. I accept. I'm going out on a bit of a limb because County have been shocking. There's no results and points to back any of this up. But I've done this before this season with County. I've been right. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, you have. You have. It's fair to say that you know previously you have put it out the bag with these random. I remember one week. I think you tipped. Knotts and Macclesfield, 24th and 23rd. And I think one won and one drew. So, oh, they both won. Whatever. All right, fine. But, (laughs) (laughs) okay, fine. They both won. So, fair play to you with these random tips. I just just don't know how you can tip Knotts, mate. Are they away at Forest Green? Forest Green are fourth. They are. Uh, they've got a game in hand on Berry. In they're on fifty-four. Berry Forest Green on fifty-one. Three points off. Huge game for Forest Green. They need a win. They're at home. They're playing bottom of the league. Like the stars are aligning here, mate. Knots haven't won in the last eight. They haven't won a, their last eleven league games. I get what you're saying. Yeah, good for them. Great draw against Lincoln. What do you do? Didn't didn't win. Didn't still conceded sixty goals this season. No, no, you you've absolutely lost it this week. For me, <laughs> for me, Forest Green profit chasers four yeah. to nine. No, it's not six to one. But for me, Forest Green four to nine, safe bet. Home team that are good. Okay, well we'll see how it plays out. We'll and not so, not mate, not so always in the shadow of any team called Forest, anyway. So, That's, yeah, that is very. <laughs> very uh, moving on, let's talk about another game that involves a team doing well and a team not doing well, and 
I'm not going to tip the team doing badly um, this time round. So we are looking at Bury. Bury are away at Morecambe, one of my most hated teams in the football league. I love betting against Morecambe. They're absolute tosh. So we've got Bury. They're in third, as I mentioned just now, uh, in the final automatic spot. They're away at Morecambe. Morecambe have really struggled. They haven't won in their last seven games. Bury have won three of their last three away from home. Um, yeah, all the stars are aligning again. Very disappointingly, did draw at home to Crawley on Saturday, which we'll get on to. Uh, but previously to that, 3-3 were Lincoln in a huge game. Uh, they beat Oxford 5-2. They beat Forest Green 2-1. MK Dons 4-3. Accrington 4-2. And they beat Yeovil, they beat Crewe, they did draw away at Notts County. Um, and then they have to go back on that run to Boxing Day uh, for their last loss. So I don't know if you're gonna <clears throat> I don't know if you're gonna come back to me, Tom, and tell me, you know, Morecambe are gonna pull it out of the bag. They have one in their last seven, so they must be due or something like that. But for me, for me, Berry are going to win this. The so seventeen to twenty as well. They're a good price. Well, keep getting in these slide digs, don't you? you mate, you're tipping. You. Mate, you. The thing is, though, right? This is our. I, I just don't understand how you can tip knots away at Forest Green. Well, we'll see what happens, right, at the weekend. Mate, we we'll will see. Joe, what? I, do you what? I, I know. Apology. Mate, you will absolutely you will not apologize. You will hide and you will hope but I don't remember. A million percent. Yeah, I'm not just tipping not outright. I said double chance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, double chance. Still though. No. No. Forest green. We'll anyway. We'll see. Right, moving on. Uh one more tip from me. That's twenty third place Macclesfield at home to crew. Just joking. Stop. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was about to bite on the bait so hard. So hard. I had my teeth I ready. Feel, I could feel I had a nibble there. Um Yeah. Oh god, I was ready. Uh no. Seriously no, if not Macclesfield Holmes crew. Ignore that. That was a joke. Uh yeah, let's look at please. Just the uh one from three for me, unfortunately. Um, it started off well. I had Mansfield at home to Macclesfield. They won 3-1. He also had Millwall at home to Rotherham. However, that finished 0-0. And I had both teams to score in the Bristol City-Swansea game. Uh, Swansea did hit the post, but ultimately it did finish 2-0 to Bristol City. So that was a shame. It looked yeah. a solid chap on paper. But as Sven-Jor and Eriksson used to say, football is not paper. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> Cheers, Sven. Literally like having Sven on the podcast, that was. It was, it was, actually. You can be toward grip. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. My trouble. Talking about hitting the post. My trouble definitely hit the post. Uh, very, very close. I had Sunderland to get the victory against AFC Wimbledon. They did so 1-0. He also had Berry against Crawley. Uh, Berry were leading, I believe, up until the 86th or 87th minute, and Crawley equalised, and it finished 1-1. Uh, 
and I also had Lincoln to beat Notts County. That finished 1-1, Lincoln missing an 85th minute penalty there. So, honestly, five minutes to go. You've got two teams winning, one drawing with a penalty. And in literally one split second, I got the notifications through um, almost straight away that, you know, Berry conceded, Lincoln missed the pen. I couldn't believe it, but is what it is. Um, Yeah, very, very close. But we can now look at the joint treble. Yeah, so from my treble, unfortunately, that had Lincoln and Berry on it. So not only were we very close to winning one, it would also have meant winning two because, as Tom will say, you had... I had Mansfield. So, yeah, Mm. Mansfield obviously winning. My two teams throwing it away. Absolute bunch of bottle jobs. Uh, So, unfortunately was not a successful week for the Trebles. No, no, it was not. But as we always say, when we have a bit of a down week, a new week brings new opportunity. So if you are brand new to the show and you're wondering what on earth is a bomb-proof treble, well, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our research, all of our tips, all of our knowledge into a bomb-proof treble. Uh, we then back our own bets. We back them with £10 stakes, but we always recommend putting on what you can afford to lose. Um, hopefully, off the back of our tips, um, we can win you some money at the weekend. So my treble this week is going to be uh, Scunthorpe, 6-4. to four. They are playing Accrington Stanley at home. I'm also going to go for Doncaster. They're playing Peterborough at home. And, oh, I didn't read the prices out. I'm going to go for Scunthorpe. They're at home to Accrington Stanley, priced at 6-4. I'm going to go for Doncaster, priced at 19-20. They're at home to Peterborough. And I'm going to finish it off with Berry away at Wickham, 17-20. It's 8.01 to 1, which means £10 is going to return you £90.18. Mm, yeah. Nice Juicy. Return. Nice returns. Uh, I'm not trying to go one better purpose- purposely, but I am. Oh, my. You always do. Every week. It's not on purpose. I know. I know. Basically, you robbed Scunthorpe off me anyway, which would have made mine even higher. I didn't rob them. Well, you, don't own, you don't own them. Well, I do. Right, whatever. Anyway, read your, read your bloody bomb proof out. So, we are going to go for one from the champ, one from League One, one from League Two. The treble is called Tons Up. So, Sheffield Wednesday, priced at 21 to 20, home to Reading. Sunderland, priced at 13 to 8, away at Oxford. And Lincoln, priced at 5 to 6, home to Northampton. The treble pays 9 to 1, so £10 on. Pays 100 back. Hence, you had to. Thumbs up. Yeah, you had to, didn't you? Yeah, cool. You absolutely had to. Of course, of course. I top trump me. Well, yeah, love the love the treble. Love the treble. Uh, yeah, each team should get their jobs done respectively. I think it's fair to say that no team in that list is going to batter anyone. Uh, but I think, you know, they're all favourites. So 
absolutely no reason why they won't all pick up a victory. That's right. Um, okay, so let's talk about our joint treble. I'm going to pull rank this week, and I'm going to say we're having two from mine this week. Pick the two then. Right. right, I want Scunny and Donny. I like home teams. And your other team is Brentford? No, my other team is Berry. Okay, um, I'll be more comfortable with Berry over Donny. But... Okay, all right. No, 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 no. You said it now. We can't change it. Okay. So we're going for Berry, Scunthorpe, and who from yours? Who's going to let us down this week? Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday, he says. Okie dokie. Let me just whack this into a little treble. Wendy. Okay. So just to reiterate, we've got Berry away at Morecambe. We've got Scunthorpe at home to Accrington Stanley. And we've got Sheffield Wednesday at home to Reading. 17 to 20 for Berry, 6 to 4 for Scunthorpe, 21 to 20 for Sheffield Wednesday. Drum roll, please. 8.48 to 1. Nice. So three, three very juicy trebles. Good solid returns there, aren't they? Um, yeah, loving it, loving it. And that's the case. If you can put together a bet this weekend, uh, like three or four teams or, or more, whatever you pick, if it wins, you're going to be in for some really nice returns because there's not many short, short price favourites. No, no, very, very true. So, yeah, really excited to see uh, yeah. what happens this weekend with that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, right, fantasy football then. Let's have a little quick look through that. The game week isn't actually done yet. The Man City Everton is still to play. So these aren't the final standings for the week. But currently Chris Hindle still top of the league. He's actually opening up a little cushion now. Uh, over 50 points ahead at the top. Ahead of Daniel Atkinson, Paddy Kearney, Charlie Donnelly, Tom Arnold, etc, etc. I'm still waiting to break into that top 10. I'm in 11th. I had 84 points this week. So, pretty good week for me. Wow. Yeah. Pretty jealous. I, I'm just, I just can't wait for this to end. This is the worst bit of the podcast for me. The worst bit. How many points I'm did so you get? Mad. Hang on, the app's just loading. Can you tell me? I can tell you. You actually went, oh, you did well this week, mate. Did I? 81 points so far. Yeah, not bad that. Not bad. But did I go up? I bet I went down again. No, you went up. I've had a good week. I'm just dejected. Yeah. 66 in the league. <laughs> Bloody pathetic. Okay. If you're interested in joining fantasy football, there is a £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Um, you can join at your rightful place if you already have a team with the official Premier League uh, fantasy football. Tom always puts the uh, league code in the podcast description, uh, but if you can't find it, just hit us up on social media and we can give that to you. In terms of social media, the best way to get a hold of us is Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Join in the fun there. We're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And we're also on email, 
footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com for any email inquiries. And uh, the best thing you can do for us guys is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. So if you've got a spare minute, 30 seconds, whatever you can spare, please do go on and give us a nice little review or just even a rating. You don't even have to review. A rating will be absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that would that would mean the world. That, that would be your way of paying for this free podcast. Put it look look, look at it that way. I completely agree. Um, so that I think wraps up everything for another week of the show. Yes, it does. Thank you very much for listening. Some very juicy trebles this week. So fingers crossed, we can deliver you some profit. We look forward to seeing those winning bet slips on Saturday. Absolutely. Cheers for listening, guys. We'll see you again, same time, same place, next week.